Let's do it. Welcome back to the Nerd Files Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. And it's Monday, so I'm Robert. It is Monday. I posted the Naruto episode a day late. Okay. On accident. Well, not accident, I just... Didn't get around to it. Didn't get around to it, is the good way to put it. <laughs> it's okay. You might be able to see I changed my room up a little bit. Yeah. It's the same room. I was just thinking we're looking at a different wall than usual, that's all. Different wall. That's yeah. Absolutely. I'm used to seeing, like, that little rock thing on the back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. do 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 that's what I'm going for, listeners. I there's guess. a Rocky um, poster behind me, and then there's like the Boulevard of Broken Dreams painting with James Dean, Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, and Bogart, I think. Yeah, Bogart. <clears throat> Anyways. Uh, um, huh? Does he have moon dust? Yeah, he does not have <laughs> moon dust. Only Tom and I will understand that, but maybe someday the public will. <laughs> We're writing a script together, so that's all I can say. Oh, yeah, you told me about that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's still happening. I yeah. remember that one. That one was really, like, the really funny one, so I was hoping it would. Yeah. <laughs> we hope. I mean, it'd be nice even as a graphic novel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that'd be a hell of a way to do it, actually. We said pickles, pickles. Cause, okay, let's let's just say that okay, today's theme isn't really existing because, I mean, Tom had a busy weekend. Play. Or what? I didn't play. I just didn't feel like making a quiz. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. So my heart was not in it. <laughs> what I was thinking was, you guys both seemed split. And I don't really care to. I know what happened, or I know the twist. I mean, I don't really know, no, because I didn't watch the movie, but I know who shows up. But I just wanted to see if you guys wanted to talk about that a little bit. But I wanted to talk to you, Robert, about... Because uh, we are talking about Holly Moon, which is the name of our script, but people aren't going to understand what we're talking about, but I'm just going to say it anyway. But this this is a graphic novel that Tom got me for my birthday called Dark Knight. Uh, with the N, it's by uh, Paul Dini who did the animated show back for Batman. But this mm -hmm. is a true story about him, how he got mugged, and how Batman wasn't there for him. So it, it's just an interesting approach to a graphic novel. Yeah, it's an autobiography. Yeah, essentially. With Batman characters as inner demons, it's really interesting. It. It uh, there's one quote on the back that says it shouldn't work, but it yeah. does, right. and that perfectly sums it up. Fair enough. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'll let you borrow this, Robert, if you want. Yeah, that sounds great. It's fucking amazing. Like I I read it in one day. <laughs> I I actually did too, and I it was there. Yeah, I bought it, and I thought that I wasn't I was gonna wait, and then I read like the first like few pages and then i just kept going <laughs> the way that it's presented i just couldn't believe that that's how they they did it because i wasn't expecting the presentation but mm -hmm. so if we did something like that with a script 
I think that would work. It'd be great. Oh, well, yeah. Graphic novels, especially now, are often just like storyboards for what would be a TV show or a um, film, depending on the length of the story. Right, yeah. right. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, that sounds cool and everything. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about Split. But, I, but still. <laughs> we'll do what? That's some stunning input, I know, but still. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, so let's talk about Split. Well? Just get your thoughts in general to start out. Well, Robert, I mean, go going first. into it, it was just like, um, going into it, it was like, um, you know, I'd seen the last couple of Shyamalan movies or at some certain point when he went off the deep end, Avatar, um, I just started reading what other people were saying about him, and they were just like, no, Shyamalan's back, Shyamalan's back, so let's go see this movie. I said, okay. And I will say that, um, for all hype aside, it was a very good movie. Um, His best ever? Hell no. But um, just definitely back to form. I like that. Um, Just a solid movie with a solid, like, premise that executed well now um i will say that james mcavoy was amazing um that was just that was some stellar stellar work by mcavoy um the amount of time he had to put into that role because it wasn't learning one role it was learning about 17 holy shit uh, it's incredible okay I thought it was 12. That's crazy. I was exaggerating, but... It might be 17. I think it's closer to like 13 or 14. But, anyway. He he had to learn a lot of characters for one film, and it, it was stellar work. Um, and then, I guess my, my final point is, like... You could... Like, one of the characters ends up being an abuse victim. Um, I think they were implying that it was still happening up until the point that the movie was happening. Like, she still lived with that uncle. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I don't know. She played that very well, too. Like, she was assessing situations based on how they were happening because that's kind of what abuse victims do after they've been abused for a long time is they don't is they can start seeing the signs of what's about to happen um, mostly because that tends to follow a pattern and so she did that very well um, yeah the I liked everything about it really um, I, if I had to pick a favorite personality I would have picked um, Oh God! Maybe Dennis. Dennis would mm-hmm. be one of my favorites. Um, That's the little I, boy, right? Huh? That's the little boy, right? No, Dennis is the the, the germaphobe one. Oh, oh, right, right, right. The little boy had a weird name, and I can't remember it right now. Oh, but that's the what it is either. It's like well, it's a really weird name. Like I, it's one of the first times I've ever heard that name. So I mean. Um, but the etc thing, yeah, that, that shit 
still gets to me. Like me and my friends are still walking around, etc. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> yeah, I I agree with everything you said. Um, you guys agree for once. Yeah, Holy it was. Shit. Yeah, it was. Like that's one of the seals that's been broken. Like that's that, not... like one of the signs of the apocalypse. Yeah. Um, like you said, it was not a perfect movie. It was not his best. I think Sixth Sense is still his best. Mm-hmm. But definitely compared to like everything he's been doing, it's a huge step in the right direction. Uh, I mean, one thing that I thought was really cool, um, and this is major spoilers for the movie, uh, if you're listening at home and you haven't seen it yet, um, so throughout the film he starts talking about this beast that's supposed to be coming, which is like a personality that has never manifested before. And um, toward the end of the film he like goes on a train car and like throws his shirt off and then they like have this shot from the ground up at him as he's like his like back is rippling and he like He's turning into a beast? Yeah, he, I mean, it's not like a werewolf transformation per se, but that's the sort of feeling you're supposed to get from it. Um, and then, of course, his whole, like, physicality is different. And he, like, is able to, like, crawl on the walls and shit. It's, like, crazy. Um, but the way they treat that scene and the way they treat that the Beast personality going forward is very reminiscent of almost every way they've presented the Red Dragon from Red Dragon, the Hannibal Lecter uh, movie. Um, And so they have very similar shots to that, especially, like, focusing in on his back. And the reason they did it in Red Dragon was because he has the tattoo of a red dragon on his back. Mm -hmm. Um, This one, obviously, they don't have that, but it, it, it was just... I was sitting in the theater thinking of that, and I was like, that's very cool. Like, at least he, uh... Is, like, he's using a clear influence... Mm -hmm helping the story and i i like that's missing sometimes i feel like from some of his lesser films i'm like he's just like going off on this weird direction he has no idea what he's doing and like he just fucks it up like <laughs> so i thought that was a cool thing and i'm it was it was awesome to see the movie held together really well um and then, even though I wasn't the hugest fan of Unbreakable, I was cool with the crossover at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like financially, this movie was made for like a million dollars? Yeah, it's Blumhouse. Yeah. And it's like, well, they've they've been like, it's been like top box office until this weekend. It was like four weeks in a row. Yeah. And it's made a ton of money for them. Well, what Blumhouse is, uh, what they do is they make a bunch of movies for like a million dollars each, and then one of them will hit. One of them will be successful. Um, So one of my favorites is Insidious, which was also made for a million dollars and has spawned what will be a four-film franchise soon enough. Um, The Purge Mm -hmm. is by them. Um, I think Sinister is theirs. I'm not sure on that one, but the director of Sinister went on to do Doctor Strange. Um, that's crazy, and and they're made well. They're not, you know, like they're they're I mean, I guess are they? Would you consider them B movies? They kind of are. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, B-movie, I don't know, They there's a negative connotation that I don't have uh, in that. But people like, people reference Green Room as a B-movie. One of my top five movies of all time is a B-movie. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it used to have a negative connotation, and I think that's kind of it, definitely for me. It has gone away. Um, I don't know other people. I never really cared. It's like these are awesome. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Let's back up a minute. What's what's your top five here, man? Because because we did a little list uh, a while ago. We did a long list, a long <laughs> list, a <laughs> long a little list. You can if just find out. Yes, you're right. That is not exaggerating. <laughs> there was twelve hours of audio. Was it really twelve hours? Oh my god! At least nine. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It was a big goddamn list, but top five, like all time. Yeah, let's um, hear it if you have it offhand. Um. You don't have to order them. You can just be like, "Here's five movies." Or okay. Um, Ghostbusters one. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um. Hang on. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. Back to the B movie thing. I, I just didn't understand why Green Room is considered a B movie. It's because of the content, what they're covering. It doesn't matter whether they do it well or not. Yeah. If it's a violent sort of horror movie, um, it's considered a B movie. Okay. I mean, because that's one of the subgenres. Yeah. There's a bunch of subgenres to horror. So there's like. The supernatural, there's the ghost story, there's your vampires, zombies, okay. those sorts of things. Then there's the slasher movies, um, and then similar, like, B mo- slasher movies are usually in with B-movies, um, but, like, Green Room isn't exactly a slasher. Like, there's no masked killer going around killing people, it's just violent. Okay. Ghostbusters 1. Okay. Shark Tank Redemption. My Cousin Vinny. Ooh. Goodfellas. Ooh. And the fifth one is the B one that I was talking about. It's um, called Defending Your Life. Who's in that one? Uh, Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep and uh, Rip Torn. Did Albert Brooks direct that one? Wrote and direct. I need to watch that one, because I've heard good things. I haven't seen that one. I also haven't seen Goodfellas all the way through. I I will say this about Defending Your Life. Uh, I'm not sure when it came out. I want to say it's early 90s, late 80s. That sounds right. Um... I was about six years old, and I caught the last 30 minutes of it on PBS. I never saw it again after that. I remember that much about that 30 minutes of that movie from being six years old, because it was that good of a movie, to me at least, that I had been searching for the last three years uh, for a copy of it. And... I couldn't find a DVD copy anywhere. Um, and so I finally uh, got it on PlayStation Network. Um, so I got that um, and Wrist Cutter's A Love Story. Uh, 
for the low, low price of nineteen ninety nine. So I was very happy with that. <laughs> I think he added all his films on Netflix. Albert Brooks. Oh, really? I think so. See, I don't have Netflix, and people keep telling me, Robert, you really ought to do that. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, did you ever see Stranger Things or? Have any interest in the, like the Daredevil series or any of those Marvel ones? Um, Daredevil, I've heard a lot of good things about. Um, um, Stranger Things, people keep raving about it, like on Facebook and stuff. Um, I heard it's had some really good reviews. I think if there's anything that I really want to be able to watch from beginning to end, it would probably be The Walking Dead. Um, <sighs> I'm sorry, I only got into it That's this fine. season. Really? I only, yeah, this is the first season that I've been able to that I've watched it, and oh. and I should like this is one of going to be one of the mistakes in my life is like I should have been watching this from season one. You you like this season that much that you want to go back and rewatch everything? I like Megan that much. Wow. Like, I am. Th- I was this close walking through a sporting goods store, picking up the baseball bat, and like trying to find some barbed wire. You want to make Lucille? <laughs> I want to wow. mount that on my wall. Holy shit! What are you gonna hit it on? It? You're gonna hit some like beef and then put it on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that's a good idea. No pun and intended. Then I'm wait for like the Mormons to show up. <laughs> Okay, I've had a very different experience. Like, oh my god, this is this just got great. Yeah, I mean, I'll wait for the Mormons to show up, and then I'll just like answer the door with no pants on and Lucille. Well, like, save save some money, do the three thirty day trial, and try it out, man, because they're all on there up to this new yeah. season. Okay. Yeah, they don't have season seven, but they have the first six. Okay. Um. Yeah, I had a very different experience with Walking Dead. So I got into it when it started, and Frank Darabont, who did The Shawshank Redemption, yeah. Green Mile, The Mist, all those. Um, Mile was, was very close to the top five, too, but I, I don't know. Maybe I just watched it too much recently. <laughs> gotcha. Um, anyway, he did the first two seasons, and I loved those first two seasons. The second one's a little slower than the first one because they got more episodes than they were anticipating. And they got their budget slashed because AMC was kind of a dick to dare about. Um, and then, like, they basically forced him off of the show after season two. And so for me, the show, I was like, all right, like, this is fine. But if Frank Darabont had stuck around and kept going, it would have been something special. Thank you. Yeah. I'd probably be over by now, too. <laughs> I'm going to guess that he would have ended it by now. <laughs> Well, how do you think it's going to end, then? I don't think it's going to end. The comic is they, still going. Yeah, the comic is still going. AMC wants it to run forever. Um, but... Are we, talking like, are we talking like a Truman Show level of, like, running forever? Just, like, following each character all That's through their life? I mean, it's kind of seeming that way. They're like... I don't know. They introduce a lot of side characters to then kill off at this point. <laughs> the Truman Show is one I missed. I should have put it on my 250. I'm, I forgot my cousin Vinny. 
As soon as you said that one, I was like, ah, oh, that's not on there. I don't think Shawshank is on there either, which should be on there. Nah. Anyways. What, I have what, green my what needs to happen here is I need to get, like, my 50 together and do a show on that. You no. should. You should. I, I want to I see what it is. I'm curious. Yeah. I w- yeah, and I was thinking for, like, every other, like, if we ever do a list, like, the 250 movies, it's to be 50. Yeah. 50, and then we, like, like we don't do any more, because, like, it's too much. If you guys are up for it, we sh- we can do that. We can do a revision. Okay. Ooh, like, top 50 to yeah. all three of us? Yeah. Okay. Damn. And we can just break it in- up into Mondays or something, or, or whatever you guys... Think. All right. Okay. That's gonna be. Yeah, we could do like ten per week or something like yeah. that. And, yeah. And I like that. And that would give us something on top of the quiz or something. Yeah, fun. exactly. It'd be fun. Change it up. Oh, fuck! Before I forget, I mean, I'm wearing my shirt and I just kind of looked at myself because I'm yeah, so damn yeah. pretty. Uh, <clears throat> But uh, last night was another pay-per-view uh, for wrestling. It was the Elimination Chamber, and some pretty big things happened. It was a, it was no, it was one hell of a pay-per-view. Um, like a lot of people were concerned when they started being are starting doing basically two pay-per-views a month that it wasn't going to be there wasn't going to be anything special anymore. Uh, but some pretty huge things happened. Um, so first off, um, new women's champion uh, for SmackDown. Uh, Naomi, uh, I think the second ever African American women's champion. I think. Don't quote me. I don't know. I know she's the first one in a very long time. We'll put it that way. I, I would easily say in the last 20 years she's the first one. So, big, um, uh, big thing there. Um, but she deserves it because she's an incredible talent. She does incredible work in the ring, and she's come leaps and bounds from where she started, I think, three or four years ago. So she really, really deserves it. Um, John Cena, the mm-hmm. now 16-time time world uh, uh, tying Ric Flair's record, was dethroned in the Elimination Chamber match itself. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, another guy who really deserved it is uh, now his first time ever holding the WWE Championship. Okay. Um, he's going to main event WrestleMania, which is incredible. I can't wait for that now. Um, We're doing the podcast. Yep, yep. Uh huh. It's gonna be. It's it just got huge. I mean, so far we've got stuff like Lesnar versus Goldberg. Um, freaking. Uh, Oh, probably Dean Ambrose and versus Corbin. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. It's okay. Um, Samoa Joe taking on probably Roman Reigns. It's it's gonna be an insane WrestleMania. I cannot wait. Was yesterday's like, was yesterday's pay per view the last like big event until uh, WrestleMania? No, I think they've got one like small pay-per-view before then. I think it's called like Fast Lane or something like that. Okay. Uh, it's a Raw pay-per-view. But basically what happened last night on SmackDown's pay-per-view was that they set up a lot of matches for WrestleMania that they're going to build for like the next month. And then we're going to get the card. And it's going to be really, really amazing. So, 
Awesome. Huge for that. I'm very happy for it. Um, couldn't be happier with the way that we went. Um, Thank you for and, the update on the wrestling. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like I said, I just... No, it's cool. Just, it hit me like a bolt there. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing my AJ shirt. But whatever. Were you guys done with Split? Talking about Split, or did you want to talk about it some more? Or? I what? have one Wait. more... Okay, I don't want to give away. I'll say I'm done because I don't want to give away everything because it is worth seeing. Like, even if you, you listen, to this you podcast, still think I should see it? Yeah, even if you're listening to this podcast and we've given you spoiler after spoiler after spoiler, and you know we talked about you know, um, you know everything, it's still a good movie. It's still something you should probably go see. So um, yeah, go ahead, Tom. Um. So with the uh, you you already know about the crossover at the end yeah and we kind of talked about it a bit okay um, so the way they've set that up is going to be a really weird movie if they actually do it like the unbreakable split crossover I know he That's he, uh, he posted about it he's he's going to do it the Shyamalan it's going to be really weird. <laughs> I'm interested to see what he does with it, but it's going to be really weird. I don't think that they would just bring Bruce Willis back. Spoilers. It, uh, just for that scene, you know what I mean? I feel like there's going to yeah. be more. Yeah, so they're definitely setting up McAvoy versus Willis um, in another movie. But that's going to be like so weird because it was like... I don't know, like... Uh, it's just a weird idea. Like, I, I'm interested to see if he can pull it off. Um, but it's going to be he, – he, he has to be very delicate for yeah. it to, like, work. We'll say something like that has the potential to take the spot over six cents just because yeah. it's really a unique kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a – it's kind of like the first time we all saw the Avengers is like – this had the potential of being like one of the greatest things that's ever happened. And yeah. personally, it's in my top 50. At the time, it was. Yeah, I loved it when it came out. Like, now it's slipped a little bit. I think, I actually like Civil War better, but. Well, uh, I, I, I flip on that, but um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Nothing in my mind will take that, that. Hulk smash Loki thing for oh, a very long yeah. Hulk time. Is, Hulk That's is great. True. He's great. That was awesome. God, puny God will take the spot of like greatest quotes for a very long time in me. Like just like <laughs> Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, that was uh, well, it was Loki's second appearance, but I think that was where he cemented that he was at this point still the best villain that the D- that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has. Yeah. Until um, Spider-Man Homecoming when we see Michael Keaton. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm going to guess that he's either going to be a one-off villain like they've been doing, or he'll be captured and then become part of the Sinister Six when they do that in, like, Spider-Man 3 or 4. Oh, shit. Do you think Thanos would be able to take over Loki's spot as, like, greatest villain in DC in Marvel Universe? It depends. Because they've been setting him up for so long. If he doesn't do anything, like, okay, so, like, Ultron comes on and he's he seems like he's going to be cool, but then he doesn't ultimately really do anything. You know, yeah. there's not really lasting consequences except for 
you know, the, the civilian damage. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't, like, kill a member of the Thanos team. is going to have to do that, kill someone yeah. of the Avengers. Yeah, or... if, if, if Thanos kills a member of the team, and it's, or multiple members of the team, then yes, I think he could take over for Loki, but he needs to, there's been a weird, like, the villains are all just, like, screaming crazy people. He can't just be like that. Um, he needs to be. He needs to have more personality than that. Like Loki, Loki is very different than say um, Malik or like that like weird like elf creature dude or uh, or the villain from Guardians whose name the dude from Civil War was pretty much just um, the 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 after effects of what they've done up to that point. Just like yeah. So I mean that's why I kind of liked him. Uh, why he ranks up there with Loki to me just because yes. he's definitely um, just like I said he's like if if movies had real consequences this is who you'd end up up with and I think that was just a great yeah that's true thing. so um, yeah I think he was the second best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far oh you know um. Dormammu probably is like number three. Okay. I don't know. Like, like maybe, maybe even uh, you have to uh, see Doctor Strange. Yeah, even like uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character. Mm. Like, I don't know. Like, they, I, I, okay, I have a soft spot for Mads. Mikkelsen. He was cool, but he wasn't used enough, in my opinion. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a bit more of him. Um, Just like in Rogue well, One. Yeah. But, like, at least he was in it more than Vader was. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, well, I mean, he can't really call Winter Soldier um, bad. Yeah. Where, where would you put uh, Jeff Bridges in Iron Man? Oh, yeah. He was a one-off villain, but he was he was the first one. Okay, okay. So... Up me your best one-off villain your favorite one-off villain might be jeff bridges i'm thinking about it i know the one that i hate the most was that uh iron man 3 when they used the, the mandarin mandarin that was terrible yeah I, that, that was like... <laughs> the fake out or whatever <laughs> that was terrible. Ben Kingsley. Uh, yeah, that was annoying because Ben Kingsley was awesome, and then it was like they like oh. they they really the marketing for that they pitched it like as, a, as like a badass villain. Yeah, I I thought it was I thought it was like the greatest one of the greatest words I've seen in a long time. But like, cause you watch like I said, you watch the trailers for that, and then you watch like the first hour of that movie. Yeah. And he's nothing but just like a. Like an English dude drinking a beer, yeah. watching a soccer. What the fuck? <laughs> it's, exactly. it's hilarious. It's really funny, and I understand why Shane Black would want to do that. But one of the issues with the MCU is that they don't have very good villains for the most part. And so when Ben Kingsley wandered on and was, if he had actually been the Mandarin, he would easily have made the top five, easily. But he wasn't, and so now it's like, oh, I liked. Uh, I liked Whiplash until 
like, until the end. Up. I just didn't like that final fight. It was just. It's too predator for you. It's too short. I don't like uh, that. I don't like that he had a suit. Yeah. Like, I don't like that he had a full-on like Iron Man suit. Yeah. Um, I would have been happier with it if it had just been like a really upgraded exoskeleton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was a full-on Iron Man suit, yeah. and I, I wasn't huge on that. Um, that just wasn't very character uh, friendly, uh, character correct to me, but. Um, oh God, but yeah, Whiplash probably gets my vote anyway, just because I just like the, the development and the yeah. backstory done right and everything. Yeah. So, um, trying to think. Where's my vote? I was going to say, I have a soft spot for Mickey Roar. Yeah, you know? me too. Me too, man. Yeah. You know who I also kind of like is the, the King of the Frost Giants from Thor 1. Oh, Ymir? Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was fun. They didn't do much with him. Like, he was just in the background, but I thought he was a cool, like, spectral figure. And then you realize, like, they use him to show you that he's not the main villain that Loki is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of... I wish that's what the White Walkers look like. Hmm. Like, I can't decide, but really, I think that's what the White Walkers should have looked like. Okay. Uh, we'll get on to Game of Thrones when that comes back here soon enough. Yeah. Mm. But, um, gosh. It's going to be interesting in Black Panther, who's the tech villain's going to be. Michael B. Jordan can do it pretty well. Um, yeah. Who's playing? Does anybody know, like, what actual villain it is? I know Andy Serkis is coming back as whoever he was in uh, Age of Ultron. Ultron. Okay. And then Michael B. Jordan's playing somebody. Yeah, I can't remember what the name is. But he's he's in the Black Panther. You know. Have camp. they officially said who he's playing? Yeah, no, I didn't. Know. Yeah, they have. Oh. Uh, it's a Black Panther canon. Uh, gotcha. I know nothing about Black Panther. I know like, very mythology. little. I mean, my first exposure to him was when he wandered on on Civil War, and he's awesome. Like. Well, I, mean, cool. I, mean, I, I have a little more experience than that just because of uh, I, I I have my my encyclopedia of Marvel characters and so I knew a little bit more. Um, and so, you know, most any time when it deals with Wakanda, you're dealing with somebody who's trying to get the Wakandan throne. So I have to imagine somebody yep. like Michael B. He's B. playing uh, Killmonger. Okay. Who is, who is a Wakandian exile who seeks to overthrow T'Challa. Yep. Yep. Yeah, most anytime you deal with Black Panther, you deal with someone trying to take the throne somehow. But um that'll be interesting, I guess. I really wonder how they're going to do it. Like cuz I kind of like the the storylines where it's Wakanda against like the world basically cuz like mm -hmm. then you see like Wakanda in its full force like with like it turns its place into like the the fucking thing from thundercats with like guns coming out of everywhere and like capable of taking down like alien warships and shot and stuff like that and then the black panther is just kind of like secondary to that he's like just the the secondary guardian but this one's going to look like sounds like it's going to end up more like um some sort of like kung fu movie <laughs> i think it's going to be some yeah there'll be some of that but i think it's going to also be a lot of like mo the most important marvel movie as like far as like social 
themes. I think they're going to be a lot of like social like stuff that's going on in the world today. You think? Yeah, I think they're going to bring some of that into. That's what Ryan Coogler does. He, I mean, his first movie, Fruitville Station, was about uh, this young black kid played Michael B. Jordan, and he he was like killed on a subway train. It was like it was like a true story. I'm not I'm not like, recalling it well, but it, it was really you know, it was just interesting about race and stuff. And there was a little bit of that in Creed. A little I don't not too much, but okay. He's just, he's just a great director, so I, I think they're gonna be a, do a great job. It's, it's gonna be different, like just like Doctor Strange was different, uh, and Guardians are just different than any other you know Marvel. Yeah, movie, but that's what you want. That's like, what you want. You want this MCU to evolve. You don't want it to be the DCEU or whatever is going on there. Do you think, uh, last little Marvel question I have for today, do you think Groot is going to steal the show in uh, Guardians 2? Well, no, like, because in my mind, Groot really stole the show in the first Guardians movie. Yeah. Like, there were definitely some good parts, but just, like, watching Groot, like, like grow up there and hit and get the thing and, like, bring it, it to me, it's, it's, it's too funny. Um, you know, but do you think he's going to steal it like he did in the first one, or do you think they're going to back him off and just give him some really big highlights? I think he's going to steal the show just because of the way that they put him in the trailers. Like, at least one of the trailers was all about him. Mm -hmm. Like, the one where it's like, now don't touch the button. I am Groot. Yeah. No, do not touch that button. Yeah, yeah, and then he steals it. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna steal the show again. I think they're gonna sell a lot of Baby Groot toys. Yeah, uh, I I need one of those little like dancing Groot dudes for my little desk, though. I really do. I've got a a pop figure. Yeah, Funko Pop. Oh. I need that. Yeah. Well, no. I saw this one on the desk that was like this little baby Groot, like the the end of with the uh, the, the plant dancing. Yeah. There's that one too. Yeah. But I went with the pop figurine because it was cheaper. Ah, fair. But I, I think Kurt Kurt Russell could too. Yeah. As the planet ego. Or that could yeah, just I, be a like, uh, a scene. I don't know. And I don't know, my other like dark horse for movie stealing is Yondu. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think him with that little whistle blade and uh That dude's in The Walking Dead, man. What? Yeah, you're gonna yeah. love it. He plays one of my favorite characters in Walking Dead. Who? Merle. Really? Well he's not in season seven, but Well no well. Yeah, I, I've watched um, a few um, spoilers on people who've died throughout. He plays Daryl's brother. Okay. Yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, I'll look into that. They're really pushing Drax as well in the trailers. I right. hope not. I mean, Dave Batista, the great wrestler, um, he is not The Rock. He has not proven to me that he can actually do some acting. Um, Drax was probably my least favorite character out of Guardians 1, which is sad because I like Drax the Destroyer in the comics. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I don't know. I hope he gets better this time around. 
But so far, I've seen him in The Man with the Iron Fists and Guardians 1, and it seemed pretty much like the same character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's, like, he's been like a one-note actor. I don't, I don't think he's going to be like The Rock. Yeah. That's what that I mean. cracks me up a little bit. Like, he's well, funny. He's got funny moments, like when he's like, nothing can go over my head. I would catch it. I get that. That's funny as shit. But at the same time, I'm just like, oh, God. Why, why couldn't we have some other muscle band idiot do this? <laughs> you know what I don't get is why do they need Vin Diesel? I am Groot. Does he really do the voice? I mean... Yeah, yeah. he does. I think, I think it's almost just for the, the hilarious like factor of, like... We hired Vin Diesel, but he only says one sentence, and he's really not in the movie, but he's in it. And, like, I think they're all just like, this is fucking hilariously stupid. Like, <laughs> And he was talking about having a Groot vs. Hulk movie. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, but Vin Diesel is crazy. That's never going to happen. I mean, no. that might happen in one it of... It might happen in Infinity Wars. Yeah, it might happen that they attack each yeah, other. Yeah, that'd be like, awesome. Ev- they would never devote an entire movie to Groot versus Hulk. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, okay, let, that's a very interesting thought for, like, Infinity Wars. So let's say that it does start that the Guardians have to attack the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you put on who? Is it, like, Gamora versus Black Widow, Rocket versus Iron Man, Star-Lord versus Cap? Uh, Drax versus like Thor, and then Groot versus Hulk. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I might put Star Lord on Iron Man. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. It depends how Homecoming turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man too. True. So I don't know. Anyway. And Thor and Ragnarok, so... Yeah, I I really want a trailer for Thor Ragnarok. Because, like, they've said so many different things about what the movie is, and some of them sound contradictory. <laughs> with, the, with the ending that we got, Loki is actually Odin, right? Yeah, Loki's on the th- throne of Asgard, and he's, like, sent Odin off somewhere. So apparently it's a Transformers the last night. Yeah, so it's a road trip movie looking for Odin. Um, apparently there's going to be Planet Hulk in there where Hulk is going to fight in Gladiator. Like, they're going to call him Gladiator fights. Um, it's going to, like, be the, like, cataclysmic, like, uh, end slash rebirth of Asgard. And it's all going to feel like, a, like the movie Labyrinth with David Bowie. And this is from the director who did what we do in the shadows. So it's probably going to have a funnier tone, too. Can we get a musical? Can Thor Ragnarok please be a musical like David Bowie and Mark? <laughs> you know, if they use David Bowie music, I'd be fine with that. That'd be awesome. Is that um, last It would be so weird. And also, we're probably going to go to hell because we're introducing Cape Blanchett as Hella, or like their hmm. version of hell. So it's like, I don't know how these things can all fit in the same movie, but it sounds fucking awesome. I mean, like, if you had said before Guardians came out that, I mean, like, just those characters, it was like, how are they going to fit in the same movie? Well, yeah, uh, 
Doctor so Strange. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna be tying it up because he's gonna. I think he's gonna appear in Guardians. Yeah, I that would be really that would be really cool if that happens. Now I, I, I don't know. I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Is Nova actually gonna be in Guardians too? I don't know. Probably. Maybe he'll be Stallone. I don't know. That's what I'm saying because we we we've had the end of the Nova Corps, so with like the the big alien fight at the end there. So um, it's supposed to be Nova has all the powers of the Nova Corps because he's the last one. Um, and he's a pretty big uh, Marvel character that I'm kind of a fan of, so I'd like to see him take part. So I don't know. I mean, he could because they pack a lot into the Guardians movies, or at least the first one. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, if you look if you like stop the film when they're in the collector's place, like in check for all the Easter eggs there, like, they have something, at least one pod for every movie in there. Like, they have... Oh, go ahead. On the cast list, it says, Sylvester Stallone is playing a Nova Corps member. So I don't know if it's going to be a flashback, or what? I... Well, I mean, he does have the Judge Dread helmet, so it's not that far off from Nova. (laughs) Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But um, I can't uh, wait. Marvel is killing it. <laughs> they really are. Like DC, I think has no because Marvel is Disney. Yeah. So Marvel definitely is killing. Like, do we do we think this is like going to be? Don't take this like completely literally, but. Do you think we're not going to have DC movies in the future just because they're so bad and Marvels are so good? I mean, it, they can just toss money away, I guess, and give us another crap Superman movie that nobody's going to, you know, that few people are going to watch. It's going to be interesting with Wonder Woman and Justice League coming out this year. What's going to happen with those? If, you if, really neither of those if neither of those hit and the Batman continues to fall apart the way it seems to be... Yeah. I think they're going to have to reboot. Yep. I mean, I just don't see anything else that they could do if these if these two fail. Um, I, I have more faith in Wonder Woman than I do uh, Justice League. Obviously. It looks really good. I do, because uh, we, we've seen Zack Snyder do two movies in the DCEU, and they were both eh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, I... I I doubt he's learned from his mistakes for Justice League, you know. Um, but maybe. If maybe. after, I I will give it a note of hope that if after the Justice League movie is over, they open it up a little bit to where maybe you have like the cameo of like Green Arrow and Black Canary, um, uh, Green Lantern, um, and uh, fuck, who's the other one I was thinking of? Well, they they announced they're doing Aquaman right now. It's filming, and then they announced the Black Adam movie with The Rock. Okay, so yeah, so toss in Captain Marvel. I, yeah. I would sell for those. I would sell for those three. Maybe Martian Manhunter if I want to push it. He's gonna be in some uh, uh, Aquaman. Okay, so that's what I mean. Yeah. If if we can get like a little expansion from that. From the core movie so far, because 
I don't like Batfleck. I found that out very early. I don't like this Superman. Like, this is a puny Superman <laughs> that should probably smash worse than Loki. Um, Wonder Woman, definitely, I have a lot of hope for. Um, it's cast really well. She looks gorgeous. She looks the way she should look. I like it. Aquaman, if it's Cal Drogo's Aquaman, I'll save judgment until it's actually done. Um, I want to see Aquaman. Aquaman sounds too. really good. Because they're, well, they're doing a horror approach to it. Yeah, it's James Wan. And, and James Wan managed to do a good uh, Fast and the Furious movie, or as, as good as that series can be. Um. <laughs> and then it's like a new Flash, right? Yeah, yeah. I that, know, which I think is—I think that's a huge mistake. They should use the TV guy. Yeah, Dustin is amazing as Barry Allen. Yeah, I—I I love everything about Grant. Like, I need to put right next to my Bullet Club poster a little face shot of Grant Gustin because that is like my man crush. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just I feel like they need to use that Flash because it's like that they have that audience. And yeah. he's established. Yeah. He's established himself as a great Flash. But, again, I, I, will, I will see a Justice League movie. I'm too soon. If, <laughs> if, if it completely, like, blows, like, such proportions as uh, Batman yes. v Superman, if it blows to that proportion, I will swear off DC movies. Wow. Because it is just, there's no point watching that. That is just encouraging them to do more. And it's, then really, it's really sad, too, because the material is so great. Why can't you just transfer the graphic, the oh, novel, the, you know, the comics to screen? It's that simple. No, shit. <laughs> they have, like, some of the best, Batman has, like, the best villains. Yeah. And DC in general, I mean. Yeah, I don't remember if it was Cracked or Screen Junkies, but one of them did like a thing on Batman, and they were like, uh, what Warner Brothers really should do is treat it like James Bond and have a Batman movie coming out every year. They're not connected. They're not, like, some of them can be, but like, they don't need to be connected, and they just tell a good Batman story, and you do them for cheap. Because Batman is film noir, and Batman is kung fu, and those genres are usually cheap i would say batman is also horror psychological horror but yeah, especially with yeah. some of the characters like if you did like scarecrow or yeah i would be fine if it was like two villains at a time okay like when i heard that it was like bane and uh, ivy i was okay with that okay because that could even make a little bit of sense that maybe she's developed a different kind of venom that makes bane even better okay I'm fine with that. Okay? I was born. But then you throw in Mr. Freeze. What? Well, Mr. Freeze <laughs> is, uh, is a podcast all of his own. Okay? <laughs> the Swartz's sickle, sickle is like a one all his own. Okay? But, I don't know. Like, I could deal with, like, if it made sense. Like, um, yeah. it was like Scarecrow and, like, Mad Hatter. So it became like a horror one where everything's in Batman's mind. Okay, I could deal with those two working together. Um, 
but you know, I think Joker would get hit maybe one or two of his own. Honestly, it could be like the Joker could be like the Doctor No, like that was like the Spectre was behind a bunch of James Bond things, then he had the lead up to Doctor No, I think. Oh, Spectre, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it was yeah. like in James Bond lore, I think that's what it was. Like Spectre was like the the driving force between a couple Bond movies, and then it led up to Doctor No. Well, uh, Dr. No was the first Bond movie, and he was backed by Spectre, and then it led up to um, the introduction of Blofeld. Oh, okay. Yeah. First okay. off, Walt's character in the newest one that they rebooted badly. I don't want to talk uh, about it. Okay, yeah. so I had that backwards. That's my fault. Okay. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. No so worries. That's what Give me, like, a Joker who is, like, behind the scenes of everything, um, you know, maybe he engineers the escape of certain criminals, that kind of thing. And then finally, it's like the Blofeld thing where you get the Joker and you have that big moment. Okay, give me that. Give me a Riddler standalone and give me a Two-Face standalone, I think. Um, I don't know if Penguin could stand alone. Like, Penguin I want to find my pirates. Yeah, okay, sorry. Well, that's what I mean. Not not the Danny DeVito one. Like, there's been, um, like, the, um, the, 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 the Penguin that's been introduced through, like, the video games. I really like that, that version of him. It's just, like, this dude that's, um, starts by trying to be legit, um, and goes underground and does a lot of under backstory stuff, and he's, like, this, like, complete underground boss. I like that. Um, honestly, if I was going to do a uh, penguin, I'd pair him with like Hush um, because then you're looking at someone who's completely trying to destroy Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Gotcha. Well, man, I have to get going. Okay. I have to cut it short. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Hey. I could talk about Batman all day. Right? Somebody here um, in about nine hours is going to be 30 years old. And so I want to wish Dan a very, very happy 30th birthday uh, here in about nine hours. And, uh, dude, I, I've known you for 10 of those years. It's been amazing. Um, and uh, here's to another 30, okay? Dude, you've known me longer than that. Well, I, I was approximating. But you knew yeah. me in the whole 20s. And then, and then before that, dude. Women. Women. What? That would be ten, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, because you're right. I, but I mean, thirty be ten. But I, I knew you since you were sixteen. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I was approximating. That's my bad. If you want me to bring it to the full fourteen, we can. All I'm saying. <laughs> that matters. I'll, okay. Matters. I, okay. Oh yeah, just from earlier in the show, which also happy birthday, dude. I we talked about <laughs> the presents I got you. Um, the dictionary definition of a B movie is a low budget movie, especially formerly one made for use as a companion to the main attraction in a double feature. Okay. I'd go for that. Okay. So anyway. Thank you, Robert. I wanted to make sure we got that in there. Um, I'll buy you the first round the next time you come down here. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Take it easy, guys. All right. Peace out. Peace out. This has been the Nerd Files Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Tom. Peace out. Peace out.
All right, man. I'm gonna go. Okay. I'll I'll talk right. to you later if you're gonna be home. Talk to you later, man. I'll be home. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.